Welcome to the CRC Team Podcast, part of the Christopher Peter Review. In this new podcast series, I am bringing back the entire CRC team to discuss a current event that impacts our political discourse and overall society. To find a workable solution. In this series, the different perspectives that exist in our national discourse will be factored into our debate, which is why this was almost called the CRC Land Podcast. We will provide a comprehensive overview of the conservative, liberal, and moderate point of view on critical issues. Our initial topic is a very serious societal issue that impacts all of us in America and that is our problem with gun violence and the need to reduce gun-related deaths while still protecting our constitutional rights to bear arms. I do not think it is irrational for any American to feel that they should be able to go to school, purchase groceries, celebrate a Super Bowl victory, or drive their car without worrying of losing their life to an act of senseless violence. That is a reasonable concern. At the same time, People do have the right to protect themselves and their families by exercising their right to bear arms. People may counter this by saying that is what police are for. But the reality is that police are usually there to document crime, identify the perpetrator, and then bring that person into the legal system. Unless a police officer is patrolling or in the visible vicinity of a potential criminal act, there is little deterrence. The responsibility for self-preservation usually falls onto the potential victim. That is why we as a society try to help women learn self-defense to potentially deter violent crimes and rapes. There is rarely a police officer present when the risk occurs. The population of responsible gun owners needing guns for safety or hunting purposes differs from the population of gun owners with the intent to do harm to others. The latter population is who society needs to keep weapons from. Identify and prevent these individuals from attaining the weapon of choice. Sure, they could find other means, but there is a need to determine who these people are, thwart their attempts, and give them the mental health needed. Or isolate them from society. The idea that every person should have a gun is just as radical as the idea that gun bans work. They do not. Nations with complete gun bans do experience gun violence. There always is a black market. Whether the nation reports it as a gun crime or not. There is a politicalization of the events and raising awareness every time an incident occurs, creating the feeling like it is happening every day. But, there are parts of the problem that are conveniently left out. These events typically happen in gun-free zones. Because these criminals fear a person with a gun being able to stop them. Also, that the system continually fails to properly deny people from obtaining a gun because information is either ignored or not transmitted in a timely manner. Many of these incidents are caused by individuals that had red flags but somehow passed background checks. So if background checks are the answer, then someone needs to answer why they are not working. I support gun rights and support community safety and violence-free America. I do believe that we as a society can do something reasonable to protect gun rights while keeping society safe. Hello. Adriana here again. Americans are growing tired of seeing the senseless acts of violence that are costing the lives of innocent people who simply were doing what they normally do. Attending school to prepare for their future. Attending a place of worship to practice their faith grocery shops to feed their families and households, celebrating a third Super Bowl victory in five years. Violence of any kind is unacceptable and barbaric. But the troubling aspect of gun violence is the scale of damage that can be done. In a matter of moments, a deranged barbarian can unfortunately take the lives of countless innocent people. There is no denying that the United States Constitution protects the private ownership of guns. A stance routinely confirmed by the Supreme Court of the United States. While some people may believe in the myth that the Second Amendment will one day disappear, 
the better approach is to find a workable solution that achieves reasonable control, even if it is not a complete ban. For instance, there needs to be limits where people can carry weapons. Not every space in society should be fair game. There needs to be places where guns are not able to be present beyond a member of law enforcement or active military. A major real issue is that many people have impulse control and can overreact in a moment's notice. They will use the first thing at their disposal to alleviate the emotion of the moment. Afterwards, there is no taking back what you did. Not everyone reacts the same way. There are a vast majority of people who are able to remain cool in the heat of adversity. But we cannot risk having that one person who cannot possess a weapon that can cause a catastrophic event. So we need to limit the probability as much as possible. Also, we need to search people for weapons at major events and actually prosecute them for violating gun-free zone laws. The lax attitude around the issue can create gaps that give an opportunity for a person to exploit. I know people will exaggerate the issue by shifting focus to murders involving knives, vehicles, and other devices, which are all bad. But guns are more of a quick threat compared to those other options. One can reasonably agree that if a responsible gun owner is permitted to own guns, society is not harmed or in grave danger. But that still should not permit them to bring that weapon along with them everywhere they go. There needs to be reasonable accommodations for society to ensure that the broadest population of society is kept safe from the biggest possible threats out there. My suggestion would be to restrict gun ownership to the place of residence or licensed facility, establish what practices define responsible gun ownership, and make background checks an effective deterrent that keeps bad people from obtaining the weapons they want to use to harm others. A whole lot of others. My name is Brad and welcome to our podcast series. There is a population of law-abiding citizens who comply with every law even if they disagree with the intentions or execution of them. They seek reasonable change in laws not choosing the path of violating said law and then acting like it should not exist. There is a population of people who occasionally violate a law or public policy. Maybe not the ones that are high crimes or felonies. But they may act a bit recklessly or they may lean towards viewing laws as existing only if they are enforced. Then there are groups of people who simply believe the laws do not apply to them. Or that laws are not something to be bothered by. Or that they are the definition of what is lawful and right and they will act as the judge, jury, and executioner of their code even though they hold no official role in that capacity. Of course the latter group is the criminal class found in any society. And it is a broad class because it also includes people who have distorted views on normal behaviors and acceptable avenues of addressing perceived wrongs. And also the people who commit acts based on radical ideologies and organized criminal activity. Proper public policy in terms of gun regulation needs to focus on identifying who falls into the different groups and ensuring people who are known criminals, whether reformed, dormant, or currently active are not able to get a weapon. And those people who are not currently a criminal but show the potential for it are evaluated against strict criteria before receiving approval for licensing. The problem with our national discourse over access to guns is the narrative driven that because bad actors exist and use this item in the bad acts, that the good actors in our society should be precluded from lawfully and responsibly owning the item, that in itself is not harmful. It is a piece of metal. Literally a piece of metal. 
The lazy approach that some parents take when a less behaved offspring starts misbehaving around an item that impacts also a better behaved offspring. They take the item away rather than just preventing the less behaved offspring from using it. Why should the better behaved offspring be impacted in the same manner as the bad actor? Guns are not toys and people who access should not be children without the direct supervision of a responsible adult who would maintain controlled storage. The focus should not be the lazy non-nuisance hysteria-driven narrative that gun grabbers put out there. Also, the Guns for Everyone crowd should acknowledge that there are people that should not have access to guns. There is a black market for everything apparently and that is true in every society, including the nations that have complete gun bans. But the reality is people still own guns in those nations. The severity of the laws probably go a long way in ensuring the people possessing them are not recklessly acting with them. There is no group in America that wants to continue seeing these types of tragedies and it is not crazy to ask policymakers to make reasonable approaches in laws, not just the lazy hysteria-driven knee-jerk calls that never work. The sad reality in life is that police are generally there to identify who did the crime after it already happens. Unless they are in the direct vicinity of the event when it is about to occur, they might not be able to respond in time. So there is a need for people to responsibly own a weapon for deterrence. The right to bear arms does not justify you to use it to resolve disputes or arguments. My name is Jeff and I welcome you to our podcast series. There is no one that wants to see any loss of life to any form of violence. Any rational person would detest the loss of life to reckless acts that are preventable. The tragic loss of life caused by violent crime, especially mass events where a deranged perp seeks to harm a number of unknown victims is something that we need to reduce. The debate is always centered around the tool rather than what good policy actually could look like. Instead of looking to nations with complete gun bans that still have gun crimes as an example, there needs to be solutions that are respective of the unique rights afforded to us in America as well as the real need to ensure that certain people are not able to access these weapons. Just because you generally have a right to something, that does not make it universal if you pose more harm than good. For instance, people have a right to free speech, but will see their speech restricted if their speech is harmful, hateful, or otherwise destructive to society. Platforms typically have standards that are maintained to determine whether access is afforded to the speaker. In the same breath, it does make a whole lot of sense to establish stronger criteria and standards around acquiring weapons to reduce the likelihood that a deranged person can acquire a weapon. And create an opportunity that some form of intervention can be done. One problem in background checks alone is that a person can clear a background check simply because they have yet to commit a crime or any type of violation there may not be an escalating pattern of behavior that makes it crystal clear. Therefore, I think it is completely reasonable to add more criteria like going through a psych evaluation to ensure mental competency. Maybe do a home wellness visit to ensure stability and possible issues that could lead to a person demonstrating behaviors that link to these tragic events. Review social media and references. While this seems like a whole lot of inconvenience, it may save a life and the impact these tragedies have is much worse than experiencing a delay as the government assures that you have the potential to be a responsible gun owner. In the past, we have discussed having more criteria for different classes of weapons, which should have greater criteria and mandatory training, licensing requirements, and recertifications. Too many pro-gun people downplay the different levels of risks between a handgun and other higher power weapons. There really is not a real need for people to have certain types of weapons. In the face of the growing crime rates, reduced police patrols, and a host of other security issues concerning the general public, there is no wonder why some people are seeking to own weapons more now than in the past. Also, demographics of gun owners are also changing as more minorities are getting licensed and purchasing weapons. 
the vast majority of gun owners in America read responsible and not a threat. But there is a need to protect against the real threats. You can have effective gun control while still being respective of gun rights. Welcome to the CRC Teen Podcast. I'm Jennifer, co-host of The Conversation. The all-too-common approach by our policymakers, commentators, and society as a whole is to put forth a default position and try to frame every event in the confines of pre-established themes and positions not factoring in the situation and the facts. Our society is founded on the right to bear arms and the courts have accepted that throughout time. That is not really disputable. The question is what should be reasonably done to reduce the occurrences of these deranged mass events that cause harm to innocent victims. Many of the gun crimes that occur that people include into the overall discussion are targeted criminal-related engagements. These are events that need to be stopped as well. But these are not mass crimes even though they may involve more than four individuals. The standard used to label events. Progress is being made in improving access to mental health services, which is important. I believe that more should be done and maybe at an earlier age so that we can remove the stigma and fear that sometimes surrounds mental health. There is nothing wrong with seeking mental health. And it can help you become the best and most effective version of yourself. And potentially stop someone from doing something bad. People want to see actions to appease the uneasiness that one feels when tragic events happen. But the actions should be reasonable and rational and respectful of the rights and freedoms of our citizens. I generally do not care what other countries do. We have a constitutional right to bear arms. Other nations presume you are guilty instead of innocent. I do not think people want to import that principle. The idea of restricting where people can reasonably possess a gun outside of their personal residence, licensed facility, or hunting grounds is a reasonable approach. But not completely effective because criminals do not follow the laws, which is generally what makes them a criminal. Most of these events occur in places where there are already bans in effect or gun-free zone rules in place. People ignore those rules because it reduces the likelihood there will be a person also armed to thwart their plot. In certain situations, there is a need to make sure that there is a licensed person armed that can respond to potential threats. The security of our schools, hospitals, and other facilities need to be increased. Certain places seem to be places of concern because they are a source of trauma for the perpetrators. For example, schools are environments filled with bullying in many cases. Workplaces involve termination for certain people. People who lose loved ones in hospitals do not always handle it the right way. I know the left wants gun grabbing rather than pointing out the benefits of having a good guy with a gun deterring the deranged bad guy with a gun. The supposed good guys did not act effectively in Uvalde, which was very tragic. But there are many situations that are not shown in the spotlight where a bad actor chooses the wrong place and is stopped by people with concealed carry licenses. There is a need to maintain a society that is safe from the mass random events. A need to maintain responsible gun ownership. And to ensure controls in place are actually working and effective. Too many cases show that there were red flags in place but the regulating agency did not block the transaction. Or a person was flagged but able to just go elsewhere and get approved. Not surprising given that most of our law enforcement protections are becoming more ineffective because of our hysteria-driven political environment. There are less funds available for policing. Less prosecutions for criminal acts. Less deterrence programs. So you can see why people are feeling like they need to do more to protect themselves and their loved ones because society is more concerned with the comfort of the perpetrators than the victims. The solutions are not always direct. Knee-jerk reactions do not work. 
Addressing indirect issues may help reduce the likelihood of future events. We have already embraced mental health. But improving the safety of our communities will reduce the perceived need for weapons. Removing criminals from society will reduce the real and perceived threats in our communities. Actually serving justice in a fair and strict manner may help. Expanding the policing and public observance in our communities. Reducing the acceptance of bullying and other destructive personal behaviors is another reasonable idea. In combination with mental health, there is a need to end bullying and harassing behaviors as well as improving coping responses is important. Establishing better standards for responsible gun ownership and stricter guidelines is also needed. In the past, Christopher Peter put forth the idea for having stricter standards and differing licenses for different classes of weapons, which needs to be done. People should not need to have a tank, but if you do for reasonable commercial interest and can maintain it responsibly. We obsess about the item used in crimes rather than the people committing the crimes and how to stop them from making that choice and identifying potential perpetrators, and not only keeping them away from weapons but separating them from society while they handle the issues they are experiencing. We want to see the prevalence of crime, violence, and other destructive behaviors reduced. We understand that there is no easy answer, despite the myth that there is one. For many of the issues we will discuss in this new series, there are no quick fixes. Thank you for experiencing this week's episode. Please continue to visit us at www.crcreview.com for the Christopher Peter Review Podcast and here at nnn2k5.com for the CRC Team Podcast Series.